Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your trusty, normally co-host, but yet again this week, the host, Stephen Julian, here with uh, former Atlanta Falcon and quickly becoming potentially one of my good friends, Harper LaBelle. Morning there, Harper. Stephen, thank you. I appreciate that. The potentiality of being a close personal friend with you is what gets me here. Well, I, I thank you for that, and I do not want to commoditize our friendship. No. Uh, you, uh, you guys are listening, of course, to Gwinnett Business Radio. Uh, Mike Salmon is producing. That means uh, I get to host, and I get to host with the greatest co-host, Harper LaBelle. So glad you're here. Harper, you actually uh, know our two guests, and I think are almost completely responsible for booking them on the show today. Well, if you want to talk about sports and music, then I'm your guy. But really, I'm not your guy. We, our two guests, are the guys. There you go. You know the guys to bring into the studio. I just happen to be in the right place at the wrong time. (laughs) So uh, we have have Stephen Mazan from Undiscovered Athlete, and we have Aaron Brown from Town Center Music. So why don't we start with Stephen Mazan from Undiscovered Athlete. Stephen, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Undiscovered Athlete. Uh, tell us all about the company and what uh, what you guys do. Yeah, so what we do, uh, we started as a result of COVID. Uh, one of our owners is a professional baseball player, and um, he was an undiscovered athlete. Came out of uh, college as a, um, or actually came out of high school as uh, with no college offers. Walked on out of college, proceeded to get uh, drafted in 2019, and then as, when COVID ha- happened, the minor league season was canceled. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, we had an opportunity to create a facility. And really, it was initially started as a place for him to train and to train kids because as a minor league baseball player, you're not making a lot of money. And so he needed some sort of income stream. That ended up blooming into a full-fledged baseball facility where we have an affiliation with the Gwinnett Stripers. Um, We have teams that range from 8 to 16 years old who all wear Stripers gear. I'm the head strength and conditioning coach of the facility. Uh, That's my background. And so I work with all the teams on their mobility, their movement, their strength, and all the way up to the pro guys that we have who are currently in their season. What, uh, so, so this is teams as well as um, tutoring, instruction? Absolutely. Yeah, like so that. we have everything from professional hitting coaches, professional pitching coaches, uh, fielding, and then we have paid coaches for our teams, travel baseball teams, starting at eight years old. Uh, and we have volunteer coaches for our team. So I like that there are uh, multiple points of interaction. It might be that somebody wants to be on the team. It might be that somebody is just looking to get some lessons around That's pitching right. or hitting Absolutely. Or, or things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We have we have all of that. Okay. And uh, the facility is located in Swanee, sure correct? Is. So where exactly? Uh, off of Old Peachtree Road. Okay. Yeah, Very if you're, good. If you're uh, exit 111. Okay. And... Um, Talk a little bit about the name, the undiscovered athlete, and this kind of goes back to the story of the of the family. Yeah, so Cam Corsi is uh, the, one, the primary owner of our facility. That's the pro baseball player. Uh, he was the undiscovered athlete. Um, there's a lot of kids who are very good baseball players and don't get opportunities. Gwinnett County has uh, the highest number of draft picks over the 20 years of any county in the nation for Major League Baseball. And so with that opportunity comes a lot of kids who get missed. 
So undiscovered, if we ever go to our website, you'll see the un is in brackets, parentheses. The reason why is because our job is to take kids from undiscovered to discovered. Uh, what we want to do is give kids an opportunity to play, get them in front of coaches, get them in front of scouts, get them in front of agents who have the opportunity to see them, see their skill sets, and then potentially go somewhere. And I think when anybody who's listening who has a child or had a child who kind of went through the, the uh, especially in terms of baseball, is that only through the travel teams, or do you guys have you guys found a way to create some other opportunities to maybe get some exposure beyond just playing for the travel team? So the travel teams really just came up as a result of COVID. That wasn't something that was our intention. Okay. The, the facility is undiscovered athlete and wasn't even isn't even intended to just simply be baseball. It could be I, I have strength and conditioning, basketball, football, soccer, cheerleading um, in our facility. Right now, baseball is the main thing because we have professional baseball players who are part of part of it. And uh, but we're expanding, we're growing. the The teams happened as a result of cancellation of seasons and during COVID. Uh, lots of parents were in there getting lessons for their kids, uh, pitching, hitting, strength conditioning, and we saw an opportunity. There's like, hey, our kid wants to play somewhere. Can you guys put a team together? Mm-hmm. And that's really how the whole thing started. Then it turns in, now. What we we have something called, that we call community baseball, and what community baseball is is revitalizing baseball in the parks of Gwinnett County. Um, this is done. This is why we have the affiliation with the Stripers. So, like, we have tryouts that are going to be coming up in June, July. Uh, the tryouts for our teams will be at the the uh, what do they call the stadium now? Tri- tri- not tri- cool, right. cool, cool right. Right. Yep. Yep. They will be there. So, and that's because of our affiliation with the Stripers. So, t- so you have raised a- an issue for me that is is huge: the revitalization of the of the community league. So, you guys want to? It isn't just about creating a an organization of just travel teams that just go and dominate or whatever you want to actually see all levels absolutely get so better, we so. realize that um uh, you know the flourishing of the younger kids in the rec parks not every kid's going to want to be on a travel team when they're 16 years old right not every kid's going to want to play past 10 years old but in those parks the parks and recs they need to be able to have kids in their programs and we want to see a revitalization of that. So how? what are some of the things you guys can foresee? Because it sounds like you're just kind of getting this off the mm-hmm. ground. What, what are some of the ways you see that you can interact more with the parks or help the parks or see the re- that revitalization? Occur? So every when we uh, have our teams, a lot of these uh, teams, we have money that goes back into the parks. Okay. We raised over $20,000 for one of the local parks um, last fall as a result of our program. Now, we're, we're in one park now. The goal is to get into multiple parks in Gwinnett County. Wow. So, so that's what our deal is with the Stripers. The Stripers, obviously, they care about the community. They care about their, their brand. But at the same time, we're trying to get that into so, the, the local So parks. development of players, also development of parks, giving some of the money back that that's is right. coming from your instruction back into another level of instruction and volunteer instruction in the Absolutely. parks. I mean, that's huge. That's Absolutely. fantastic. I like that. So it's not just the athletes being discovered. The parks are being discovered. Yeah, the stripers are being discovered. The- baseball's changed. Over, when, I, when I was growing up, uh, you didn't have you know, anything like travel teams. Um, so going back 25 years ago when I was playing Little League Baseball, the, um, you, know, you had your all-star team at the end of the season, and those were your teams that you kind of made um, you know, like the Little League World Series. Right. Um, there was, nobody went to Cooperstown to play a tournament or right. Myrtle Beach or, or Pigeon Forge. Uh, that all came about after I started. Well, the park started dying as a result of that. I mean, local lo- youth baseball in your recreation parks is not very good. And so we want to revitalize that. I like that. You know, more players playing the game, more players love the game, more players get opportunities well, to, to go move on. And as you guys are helping people with their pitching and their hitting, and whether it's at 8, 9, 10 years mm-hmm. old, 
not at you you can't there are some organizations that maybe just create all these different levels of travel teams but you guys are saying okay there is a place for travel team there's also a place for helping these players who maybe don't make this travel team go back to the park that's right as a better player that's right and and finding their and fulfilling their you know best baseball life right. we we have a kid in Gwinnett County right now it's Andrew Jones's son yep. from the from the Braves he's going to get drafted uh this month uh maybe the number one number two pick in the nation and our guys are not that guy right not everybody can be that guy but we want to give opportunity to the people who want to work hard now they may not be able to play for the best travel team baseball team but there is a place for them at some level and we want that to be all the way down to the rec level and by the way when andrew jones's son was seven eight nine years old he played rec ball yep absolutely so i I know that for a fact one of the things that i love about what you do and is important to me is that you're not replacing the parent or the coach, but you're assisting them. Because right. if dad can't play catch with little Billy, that's a problem. Because mm-hmm. little Billy's going to suffer and he's going to be slow. So what you're doing is just basics and fundamentals at, at one point. That's right. Look, your footwork is off. We, we need to work on you. Just hitting off the tee, just basic stuff. But then the child themselves needs to get to that point where I really want to do this and I want to get better. Absolutely. And when you have a coach or a system that doesn't allow for that, that's when you get to step in and go, here's what I can do to help. That's right. I can, I can assist you. So tell me what that's like for you in terms of just getting a parent's blessing or having somebody come in and visit and say, what do you think about my son? There's an evaluation, I'm sure, that's a part of it. Absolutely. So from my side, uh, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach. I'm a movement specialist. That's my that's my the thing that I do is to see how people move, and whether that's lifting a weight or swinging a bat or or throwing a ball, or pitching. Um, I'm not a pitching coach. I'm not a hitting coach. But at the same time, I can see how people move and help work with that and help them fill the gaps, so to speak. Um, so, what we're trying to do is when a, when a parent comes in and brings a kid, I'll do an evaluation, whether it's for strength and conditioning or whatever, and then make sure that they're in the right spot and for the right place. Uh, we want to do exactly what you said: fill gaps. Um, and we have a great opportunity to be able to do that here. Tom House, real quick. Tom House is the one who caught Hank Aaron's 715th home run, and and Bill Buckner was on. Tom House is now the quarterback whisperer. Mm -hmm. He basically just looks at a structure like a uh, a skeleton. He doesn't care whose body it is. He works with Tom Brady. He works with high school and college. court. He doesn't care, but just little intricate changes – if your angle, the slot of your arm, is just off a little bit, and Brady probably spent fifty to $100,000 just working on one little technique with his throwing arm, and then with his left hand, he worked on what the placement is. Is that kind of what you're trying to do in Absolutely. terms of just real sp- – some kids need a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We get that. They're just beginners. But we, I was underdeveloped you know, mm-hmm. or undiscovered. So I get what you're doing, and I, I appreciate it so much because – there are late bloomers that are out there. there and my kid at 8 or 9 or 10 really wasn't into it, but by the time he was 13 or 14, that's all he did. And so during that 8, 9, 10, I didn't get the development that right. I thought I could. And it, it it doesn't harm somebody, but it kind of makes you want it right. a little Absolutely. bit more. So, so the uh, when when we're talking about movement, let me just go with the barbell as an example. When we're, when we're lifting a barbell, whether that be a squat or a deadlift, uh, we're talking about balance the shortest distance between two points is a straight line right so you want your bars to move in a straight line when you do something well you have to be balanced to be able to do that if the bar's too far forward you can't it's harder to lift the weight it creates a longer moment arm if the bar's too far back you're off balance and the same thing applies when you're pitching and when you're hitting 
So, like, as an example, a quick thing, one thing I always recommend to all the kids that come in is hit in flat shoes. Why in the world would you want to do that? Uh, like a Vans or a Converse. Well, when they're playing the game, they're in a cleat, and the cleat is in the ground. So they can actually feel the ground and, want the, and get capture force from the ground. Well, when you're in a basketball shoe trying to hit, you actually are trying to balance on that shoe rather than being able to feel the ground. So you want to have a flat shoe. So those are the types of things that I see because if somebody's struggling with their equipment that they're wearing to do something, then they can't fix other things. It starts at the ground, moves up. Yeah. So you create when you're create, trying to capture force, and that's what throwing a baseball is, is putting as much force into a ball as you can. Or when you're swinging a bat, putting as much force into that bat properly as you can. If you can capture that well, you can feel it, then you can do it. We're speaking with Stephen Mazan. He is the strength and conditioning conditioning coach with Undiscovered Athlete in Swanee, Georgia. Um, Stephen, let me ask this. The typical person listening who, who has a child currently playing a sport, and let's stick with baseball, even though sure. I'm sure it's expanding to other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, what is talk a little bit about the first engagement what where does it start what what would pe- what should people expect when they call you because i think there's this gen- and i'm not i'm not running anybody else down but most people's general experience is i'll help your kid with blank mm-hmm. i'll help your kid with hitting i'll help your kid with pitching hey have your kid work with me i'll get them on a travel team i'll do you know whatever sure. it is what's is is there is there a different experience they're going to have with you yeah athlete? so we can cover all those areas. The key is what do they need? All right. So uh, the first step is it's really it's kind of a questionnaire. You know, hey, well, what are you, what looking, are you for? looking for? Yeah. What is what's your objective? What are you trying to get out of this? Um, we have new athletes come all the time from other programs, other facilities, um, rec parks, and so a kid may have taken up catching this year. So now he's with a, a professional catching instructor. Um, and then at the same time, you know, if he needs hitting, then we have the professional hitting coaches to do that. Uh, so my strength and conditioning program runs uh, with I, as young as eight years old. However, most eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, they don't need to be lifting any sort of weights. And uh, so, you know, movement, mobility, getting out and playing as a kid. All the time I have parents ask me, hey, can my son come and train? Well, let me look at him. So bring him in. So he comes in, and I, and I watch him move and watch him run around and put him through sets of drills. And then often the conversation with the parents is, he just needs to get outside and play. There's not much I can, I can really do for him here. But then there's sometimes where you might have an 11-year-old. I have an 11-year-old right now. He's 72 pounds. He just deadlifted 170 pounds two days ago with absolutely perfect technique. The kid is strong as an ox. And, um, the, but he's been with me now for several months. But he moves, and he's, very, he's a catcher. He's been in catching lessons since he was 8 years old. Um, and he moves really, really well. So he moves like somebody who's 15, 16 years old. He's aware of what his body's doing in space. So we have to do an evaluation, simply put, just to make sure that we know that we're going to put them in the right place so that we can actually help them. I don't want to take somebody's money and not be able to help right. them. I, I right. want them to have the benefit of what our program is. And when it comes to strength and conditioning, they may not be ready for that. But I would imagine at almost any level, if the, you know, as someone who did a little coaching, especially on the rec level, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten year olds, when it comes to hitting, Absolutely. there are some real basic things that, that right. boy, if I could erase that mistake, that's right, that's going to save you a whole lot of pain. And mm-hmm. you, you know, yeah, we we have kids six, seven years old coming in and doing hitting lessons. Yeah. Um, we have during different times of the season, we have something called Friday night hitting, uh, where it's open to anybody who wants to come and there's coaches that are there and they help you work on your swing and take you through drills. And this can be, this is a group setting, not necessarily one-on-one. Uh, we have both for pitching and hitting where and fielding, 
uh, where you don't have to be affiliated with our program to take advantage of it. If there's uh, so there's individual for sure, but in in giving back to that rec park, if there's uh, a rec team who you know the coach mm-hmm. and all the parents say. Let's come in and get a couple quick hitting instruction Absolutely. lessons. There can be certainly sure. Yeah, so we, there's we a have lot of different ways yep. of engagement. Yeah, uh, from full teams to down to individual lessons, and that can be from for any type of uh, strength conditioning, hitting, throwing, fielding, pitching, whatever it is uh, they uh, need. I think the the whole reengagement with the with the park community. I, I think one of the things that needs to change is people need to realize it's okay if your if your child is nine, ten, eleven, mm-hmm. twelve. And still playing, it's okay. Rec league is not a demotion. No, right? Not at all. It's it's about improving the player and improving the experience. Because, and Harper, you were talking about this with your son. I, I think, I think all I, this is my opinion. So I'm going to state my opinion. You guys can shout me down if you want. I think all kids. The number one goal is: Are you having fun? Number two goal is: Are you improving? There does come a point in all players' experience where you got to decide. Is this now going to be a little more of a job where I got to really work? Because even that work can be fun, but it's work mm-hmm. versus I'm really just I'm enjoying playing and it's fun and it's a game. Right. I mean, is is uh, that's my opinion, at least. Uh, and I don't know if anybody. And then the experience, too, uh, of this is getting harder. Yeah. They're throwing faster. Right. I need I need to get they're hitting the ball back to me. I need to work on things in order to get to the next level. And Stephen, real quick, just some of the other things that you do in terms of the mental, mm-hmm. your eating, um, resting, how you sleep. There's so many other things. And we're not talking about everybody has to be a professional, but there's a lot of kids are, and I'm putting my thumbs together right mm-hmm. now, are just all they're doing is Nintendo and Game Boy and Xbox, yep. and they don't really spend enough time outside. You mentioned that, hey, your kid needs to go outside and play. What are some of the other aspects of what you try to encompass, even if somebody doesn't work with you? These are some needs that you would have if you want to be more athletic. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when, from the strength and conditioning side, we touch on all aspects. Um, you know, the phones are one of the most detrimental things that kids can have at night. Uh, blue light is terrible. It interrupts sleeping patterns. If you're not sleeping, you're not recovering. If you're not eating, you can't get. But you're not. Eventually, the limit. You're going to reach a limit on how much bigger, how much stronger you can be, and how effective the program is going to be. Uh, you, that's just as much work as as taking a batting lesson. You know. Um, so the other thing is, you know, talking about grades with kids. Um, you know, we have a lot of kids that are there because they want to get college scholarships. They 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 want to go to the next level. They most kids who are playing at 15 years old, they want to be major league baseball players. It's very seldom that you want to have that you have a kid who doesn't have that dream somewhere. But everyone, one of them, wants to go to college, and so that's one of the important things. Like I have conversations with my high school kids all the time. You know, I have a group text thread where they're on there, and I'll send out things like that they need to know that they need to be thinking about. And tell them, like, the walk in the facility, hey, why were you on Instagram at 1 o'clock in the morning? Now, I'm up, right? I have, I'm working. I'm doing other stuff. But at the same time, when I see them have a post at 1 o'clock in the morning and they have school at 6 o'clock in the morning, that's not good for them for their baseball. Have you yeah. ever gotten a good answer to that question? What do you mean, coach? <laughs> that's you not know? Good, that's not a good, yeah. I need to do a better job of hiding my, my, <laughs> my tweets and all the other stuff. Um, so, uh, Stephen Muzan with Undiscovered Athlete, uh, you have piqued some interest, and I think some people listening will want to reach out and say, let me take that questionnaire or let me, let my, let me fill it out for my child or have them fill it out. How, what's the best way for people yeah, to uh, first engage? Our website, Undiscovered Athlete, and so it's undiscoveredath.com, undiscoveredath.com. Uh, our phone number for the office there is uh, 470 
222-4160 if anybody wants to give us a ring. Fantastic. And uh, there's a guarantee that they will make the major league. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I can a- Hey, I, I can guarantee one thing. If they do what I tell them to do, they'll get bigger, faster, stronger. That's it. And and other other coaches will help them hit better, pitch better. They can become a better athlete. You can become a better baseball player. No ifs, ands, buts about it. And and that bracket around un might be dropped. So that's that's our goal. If somebody wants to to drop it, we want we want to do everything that we can in our power to help them drop that un from to become discovered. Well, Stephen, thanks for coming in today. Absolutely appreciate the time. Before we get to our next uh, interview, I want to remind everybody that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. Regions Bank is here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Well, we're excited to have our second guest, Aaron Brown from Town Center Music. Aaron, Welcome into the studio. Hey, Steve. Thank you. Uh, one thing I uh, am guaranteed of, Aaron is not scared of the microphone. Uh, <laughs> being from Town Center Music, you've probably been around a few microphones. But uh, for those people who uh, don't know about Town Center Music, tell us about where you are, what you do, and, and what the what the uh, place is all about. Well, Town Center Music is in downtown Suwannee. Um, we provide lessons, we provide repairs, and we sell a lot of really great merch curated to uh, make sure that everybody has the best playing experience that they can. So you guys offer the uh, instruments, you offer lessons, you just kind of anything music. Um I won't go anything, but yeah, no, we I, do. I tested you. <laughs> I preach. I am listening. Um, we do have a, uh, we try to provide the complete plate. You know, uh, you come in, you learn, you buy the gear. Uh, we help you maintain that that gear. It's sort of a circle of life kind of thing. Yeah. So let me ask this question. Uh, in, in terms of retail music, how is Town Center Music different uh, than maybe some other people's experiences they may have already had or think they're going to have when it comes to uh, going into a music store? Well, the temptation there is just to say, well, we're better. But um, that, 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 is, that is one of our goals. Our, our goals is to be um, more welcoming to a beginner player that might com- come in off the street. It's to uh, create a community of um, experienced players um, through the repairs and the gear. Um, yeah, we we take like a teaching stance too. We're we're really committed to um, showing folks what we're doing when we fix their gear. We're committed to um, explaining. Okay, if you want this sound, that's why this piece, this piece, and this piece work together to make that sound. Um, it's uh, most of the time you go into a guitar store. It can be sort of like uh, the popular idea of like a record store. You have sort of the snobbish, distanced clerk behind the the desk, and then it's I, not I was so thinking fun. of the comic book guy from yes. Simpsons. Yes, right? that a is another of, great yeah, example yeah. of so it's you're not, in my world now. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not that way at all. No, 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 no. We're looking to bring folks in. We're looking to get them plugged into some great gear. Let them play for a long time. Obviously, we need to make sales, but we don't want to be salesy. You know, we don't want to shove any gear down anybody's throat. Well, somebody told me once uh, that, uh, and I say this only to sound smart in talking to uh, the owner of Town Center Music, but maybe around music, there's the commoditization of experiential (laughs) retail. Um, Coming in hot. All right. Let's do this. And everybody listening Uh, is like, what? Yeah. But there might be that one comic book store guy from The Simpsons who's like, 
what do you, what does that mean? Okay, well, so what what we've seen over the last let's call it ten years, um, everything's gone online now, right? We buy everything online. Um, there's there's not a lot that we can't buy online. There are some things we should not buy online. Um, there are some things like a guitar that we should not buy online just because you have to have it in your hands. You have to feel it. You have to know that it's been set up by a professional. You have to know that somebody has made this thing play the best that it can because if you lined up four or five of the same model, they're all going to play a little bit differently fresh out of the box, either because of travel conditions coming from where they were built or because maybe the guy at the end of the work line didn't know exactly what he was doing and, and didn't quite get it right to spec. Um, so there's that component of it where you want to make sure you're getting the best possible chance at having a good playing experience. The other way is this is a communal thing. This is a thing that's built on relationships. Nobody ever picks up a guitar to only sit in their room by themselves and play to themselves. That may, may start like that. You know, folks might be afraid to go out on stage um, or in front of others but eventually it always leads to community and that's the other part of it when you start moving things like this online when you start saying oh no 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 you can buy it from us without ever seeing it or playing it then you're you're not introducing the player to the community right off of the bat and that's one of the reasons why we provide what we provide in the lessons uh the repairs and things like like that is we want to bring folks into a community um that might be something that they really love. You know, my wife and I had the same type conversation around the concept of buying a car. How could yeah. someone buy a car without <laughs> sitting in it doing a test drive? But when it comes to music, and and this might be one of those things where if people have never been around music, or th there's an artistic nature. Of course there's an artistic mm -hmm. nature mm -hmm. to a lot of things. But when it comes to music, I mean, it, it there's another level of mm -hmm. not please don't go to and i guess in the old days it was please don't go to walmart and buy mm -hmm. that starter guitar or at least don't have that guitar for long yeah but yeah. but going online and and some people might be listening to that and go wait a minute buying the same guitar and four different ones and it's it, there's that level of expertise that you guys have to bring but without being the comic book guy from simpsons and being snobbish about it right or being you know distant or I'm so much better right. it's trying to invite people into it to maybe hear that for the first time and go oh oh that is a little different yeah and and the other thing is too a rank beginner is not going to know that it's the instrument's fault they're they're going <laughs> to play point. it and the strings are going to be like an inch high off the frets and they're going to go well I must suck and I must not be gifted at this no it's the guitar's fault it wasn't set up you you got a bum rap you were set up to fail it's like Stephen was saying it's all about the gear like you 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 need to there, there's a lot of parallels here yeah. between what you were saying and what uh, it, it's it's really cool to see that that in anything that's worth pursuing you know there's there's a right path there's there's a wrong path and if you're a beginner and if you are isolated like we all have been the last two or three three years and if you're trying something new where you have no expertise buying something on the internet is 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 a quick way to ensure that you're not guaranteed anything um at least in my look i buy jeans 
on a website, right? I buy shoes, I buy food, things like like that because that's a known thing, right? Um, but if I'm if I'm going to learn golf, I'm not going to go to a website and buy a bunch of clubs, right? I, I'm not a golfer. Let's let's just say that right up front. I don't play golf at all. I'm going to go to somebody that I know that plays, and I'm going to say, hey, what's the best thing for me to do here? What do you think I should do? Do, do our clubs a different length or, right. you know, whatever? And so then, then I'm going to have a better chance of succeeding at what I'm doing. I started playing about eight years ago, and I really appreciate you saying golf that. Golf or uh, Guitar. Ah. Guitar. Uh, my daughter had seven or eight in her room, and I asked if I could play one, and she had, okay. She had, no disrespect, but there were some cheaper or lower gray guitars. Mm. And I ended up picking up this Fender, which I thought, oh, this is a Fender, this is awesome. Well, as soon as I started playing a C or a D chord, I noticed the G string was chunking, and I, I sounded terrible. Well, it had a little bit of a bow in the neck. I didn't know it. I didn't know what a luthier was. I just knew that this guitar wasn't the right one for me. There was a Jasmine that it uh, picked up and kind of the same thing. Finally, Yamaha, of all things, and I'm not trying to sell a brand, I go, wait a second, this sounds good. The action was just right. I was Goldilocks for a few moments. I, I understand your point there, but when a person is just beginning or is new enough to where they really don't know the difference, how do you come in and, and say, bring your guitar in? Oh, there's a bow in this, and your third to seventh frets are all gonna sound terrible that that's what you do you you try to get you mentioned the instrument it, it's not really bad playing but you remove a lot of the frustration that players have by getting the instrument this is a playable instrument now it wasn't 20 minutes ago before i looked at it right right and it's that's what all of our staff is trained trained to do to to bring some someone in and say okay here's here's why we can make this better here's how we can give you a better playing um experience experience with this and you'll have more fun and you'll do it more it's not in tune it's it's your strings are 400 years old let's right. change your strings <laughs> right. let's get you a snark at 12 bucks we're right. going to get you something to do, tune you up so at least now you know what the ballpark and by right. the way here's what standard tuning is here's what open g or open d or whatever it is or right. here's right. how a trumpet plays a little bit better this is what you need to do keep your mouthpiece here versus over there right just right. little intricacies that would help the player be a little bit better and it sounds like in in even in harper's question it sounds like there's a little bit of an element and you talked about you don't want to be distant you don't want to be snobbish you don't want to look down on your customers while you maintain this high level of expertise around all these different instruments there's a place for friction here with the, you know, one of the reasons people go online is I don't have to deal with salespeople, right? Yeah. Or I don't yeah. ha I can I can just kind of pick out right. whatever I want. Right. There's in terms of you helping the customer, the client, there's there's a place for some potential friction, right? Yeah. And, and so yeah. what how do you guys deal with that? Or do you you're not sounds like you're not shying away from that. No, no, we 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 talk a lot about that. A lot about um, building trust with a customer. One of the unique things about our industry is you can go online and find a whole lot of opinions to that are presented as facts. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. I've never heard oh, no, this before. Now, okay, hearing that come out of my mouth. All right, now, let me that, qualify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have Even people. music? Right. You'll see on the internet where, uh, on the vaunted place of the internet, where they say the best guitar rig is this into that with this pedal, no questions asked. I will not talk further about this. This is the best. And then so you'll have people come in saying that thing and that is an opinion right, right. this is art 
okay? That's right. all based on opinion. That's a tricky part, too, is that we're selling somebody's idea of cool back to them. Ooh. And we have to be very careful with how we present that. We have to be very careful with how we um, treat that. You know, that is a soft, squishy, emotional core, right? And the modern world doesn't treat those things kindly. So we talk a lot about how can we establish trust with somebody that comes into our store? How can we, um, you know, we're not going to be best friends with ev- right. everyone, but but how can we non-threateningly demonstrate, like you said, expertise um, while teaching, even sometimes through the side door, and that you'll have people who are resistant completely to hearing anything new. And so you kind of have to sneak things in, like maybe stand off to the side and play a thing and go, I didn't know that thing could sound like that. Yeah, well, hey, man, why don't you try it? You know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, That's good sales technique, by the way, without being salesy. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's, so let me ask this as far as breadth. We've kind of caught we've the 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 conversation has focused mostly on guitar, but clearly town center music more than uh and speaking of which let me do a quick reset i'm such a professional we're speaking with uh aaron brown he is with town center music uh and we've talked about guitars but there's a lot of other instruments what what are some of the instruments that people would be surprised to hear how much traffic you guys get in helping people with with various instruments other than just the guitar um violins and violas are are some that we move a lot um and that's where having a good repair department has really helped us in that area because in theory a guitar and a violin are similar in how they work they're made they're both made of wood repair techniques can be transferred from one thing to the other um, and so it was a pretty easy fit for us to pick those up and, and just, oh, yeah, we can offer this, too, because we have folks that can work on them here. And that reminds me of another point. Uh, we are living more and more in a world. This is another another conference. My wife and I are having conversations that, that relate to music and your store. Yeah. How quickly things things that uh, we used to have repairmen for you just throw away now. Yeah. Get another one. It's cheaper yeah. to just get another one. Music is not that way. A lot of times the instrument is designed to be repaired, yep. especially when you got it working right and then something goes just off. Well, don't just go try to find another perfect fit. Let's repair what you've right. got. Right. So you guys have a repair department. There is guitars, violins, violas. Are there other instruments you guys repair? I mean, pretty much run the gamut almost? No, or? no. Fretted okay. and, 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 and wood stuff. Okay. That's that's kind of where we go when you start talking band instruments and things like that that's a that's a highly specialized you don't thing. have a it's, piano uh, tuning department don't have a piano tuning department right right now. <laughs> i get calls for that like every other week but do you, do you refer that out i guess i guess yeah no, As, my dad was a piano player so okay you know, yeah that, yeah no we, we 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 have some names that we give that that they, they may be able to find someone but and, again those those things like you're saying those things are becoming kind of a lost art too where people they get used to disposability and then so Either a repair guy will go up in value as to what he right. earn, or he'll just fade away. And and in yeah, terms of piano tuning, almost everybody's got the one get, one person right. they've used for thirty years, right? right? Yeah. But when that guy retires, he he, you won't talk about selling a business. Okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah. we've moved from talking about music to business <laughs> succession plans with Aaron Brown from Town Center Music. Um, so uh, we've talked a lot about kind of finding that right piece, or it might be the instrument's fault, and and first-time buyers and things like that. Talk a little bit about the lessons. Uh, talk a little bit about what you guys offer and what somebody's first experience would be with that. 
Um, well, uh, we we offer quite a lot. Uh, we do guitar, uh, bass, drums, piano, and um, we really do think that our instructors are the best. Um, they're very good at meeting the potential student where they're at. The student can bring in songs that they want to learn. The instructors can deconstruct those songs, teach them chords, rhythm, scales, all within the context of that song, which keeps it fun. Like that's the number one, like, like you said with sports, that the number one goal is, is this kid having fun? Because engagement is key. Without that, you're dealing with a surly 12, 13, 14 year old, which no one wants. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if they're engaged, if they're playing, um, it gives them a goal too. They can take this song, song home now, sit on the edge of their, their bed and play. Mom can walk by and go, I know that, that's a Green Day song. And for just a second, you've got a player and you have a fan. And that's exciting, right? Um, we teach uh, Monday through Saturday. Uh, we have online scheduling, billing. Um, you can sign up online at towncentermusic.com slash lessons. You can see all of our instructors' names and profiles there. Uh, you can see what times they have free. You can choose a plan there. We offer half hour and one hour lessons. Um, and it's it's it, we try to take the friction out of that. Like we pull the friction out of out of like the paying and the, all the stuff that everybody gets frustrated over. Um, but we want to try and keep the relationship as friction-free as, as we, we can. Yeah. I would have thought that COVID, which put a lot of restaurants out of business because nobody was going, would do something similar to you. I was wrong because there are a lot of folks that had extra time they had a couple of bucks. They worked from home. They didn't have the commute. And now they want to pick up an instrument. So I've always wanted to learn how to play. How do you deal with the adult? You mentioned the kids a moment ago. The adult that's super nervous because I should know more than I know about music. I don't know anything. And I want to learn how to play. I've got time to do that now. How do you yeah. work around that? And how has that been for your business? You refer them to another music school. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No. Um, adults are actually, they can, they can be a lot easier to deal with than kids. They can be a lot harder. Uh, but the goal, again, is I, fundamentally, I believe that everybody can do this. It's, again, like Stephen was saying, every, everybody can play, right? Whether it's ball, whether it's what we do. It doesn't matter. Everybody can not everybody's going to achieve the same level, right? Not everybody's going to be slash. The world doesn't need more slashes. The the world needs more happy people. And so let's get them playing ball. Let's get them playing an acoustic, you know, things like, like that. So I keep that. I try to keep, keep that in mind. Everybody that comes in, everybody can do this, right? Um, and then it's the same thing with a kid. You just, you, you just say, what song do you want to learn? Who do you want to be? in your mind when you close your eyes and think of a guitar what's the picture that comes to your head you know for me it's the cover of born to run like that was epical for for me just seeing that and like that set me on a course right and so everybody has that picture in their head we have to try and make a relationship with that person to get them to reveal that to us whether they know it or not and then set them on that on that path and that is again a powerful thing because you're talking about somebody's idea of cool somebody's idea of of what freedom looks like or whatever but um yeah that's really all there is to it now if you want to talk about how covid changed the industry i can talk an hour on that but um but yeah yeah we pivoted quickly onto uh, the 
online stuff. Uh, we were able to do that with the plat- platforms that were on. We took a we took like thirty five percent hit in our students, um, but I was looking at the the graphs yesterday, and and we are climbing back up out of that hole. Um, again, on the strength of our instructors and the relationships that they built with their students. Well, Aaron, I can't wait for the next time you come into the studio when you're launching your new book, Sneaky Yet Virtuous Sales Techniques by Aaron Brown. Uh, but until that happens, yeah. uh, why don't you tell our listeners, for those who need repairs, for those who are looking to take lessons, for those who are looking to buy their first instrument or their next instrument, how can they get in touch with uh, Town Center Music? We can be found at towncentermusic.com. That's the best way to reach us. Uh, you can give us a call at the store, 770-831-7936. Um, yeah, we have a lot of our products on our website. We have a page for lessons. We have a page for repairs. Um, Instagram, Facebook, look us up, Town Center Music, all one word. And um, the location is 4072? 4072 Swanee Dam Road uh, between Peachtree Industrial and Buford Highway in beautiful downtown Swanee. So just remember the music store on the Dam Road. So Aaron <laughs> Brown from Town Center Music, thank you so much for being here. Also want to thank uh, Stephen Muzan from Undiscovered Athlete. I also want to remind our listeners that if you love this show, love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru because Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. Harper, I'm going to do something very dangerous. You brought both these guests in. They, there's so many parallels you knew what you were doing when you booked this show. Oh, don't go saying that because oh, okay. then I'll, you I'll didn't have know much higher expectations. Sometimes for, it's better to be lucky future. than good. No, I uh, on on purpose. I wanted them both to be on the show. It's just a coincidence that they both agreed to be on at the very same time. But so, uh, yeah, nice uh, segue there. Uh, well done. I like that. And and Harper Labelle proving yet again that a broken clock is right twice a day. So uh, well done getting them both booked, getting both uh, on the show. So I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio uh, is part of businessradiox.com. You can check out our show there on the, on the website, get pictures of the show and all the nice little stuff we do. But you can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also search for us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X is most of them, I think. Uh, Mike is so ready to get out of this show because uh, he's scared that if we keep doing the show together, Harper, he'll never get back on the air. How about that? I, I like Scaredy that. Cat. I like Yeah. But oh, we, we love Mike. Thank you for producing the show, and thank you for putting me with Harper. We'll catch you next time. See, he's playing me out. He knows I'll just keep talking. This is Stephen Julian for Harper LaBelle and for Mike Salmon. We'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio. He turned off my mic. <laughs>